Hey, welcome to the Wishlist Podcast. This is Justin. This episode is going to be slightly different. It's going to be an interview episode. It's going to be part of a multi-series episode, and we're featuring Matthew Burns from Baby Burns Customs. He's a sneaker customizer in the Seattle-Tacoma area. He's an artist, and he's a kick-ass dude. So please welcome Matthew Burns. Okay, so the topic today is going to be airbrush and airbrush supplies. Uh, we brought a special guest in today. His name's Matt. I'll toss it over to him real quick so he can hit you with all of his fucking links for his social media. Uh, thank you, Zach. Uh, as he said, Matt for short. Full name is Matthew with one T. Baby Burns on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Matthew Burns. I am currently... In the military, I am a 68 Whiskey combat medic, and I am also an entrepreneur. I'm trying to start up my shoe business where I customize shoes, so that's why they brought me on today. And you don't just customize shoes, you customize other shit. You got shoes, but I've also mm -hmm. seen you do bottles with like the Mandalorian and shit on them. Yes. So. so I do bottles, wallets, purses, shoes, anything that's leather I can paint. And I'm trying to broaden my, um, my canvases, things that I paint on, things of that sort. So, so what's your favorite product you like working on? Like bottle shoes, like what's your favorite, like medium or whatever? You do a fuckload of shoes. I would say Air Force Ones, definitely the Did easiest. You see the shoes and now? Best. Oh shit, okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm currently wearing these slides um, that I made. I think I made them like two months ago, three months ago. But yeah, I would say slides are the easiest, um, but like Air Force Ones are definitely the most um, sought out by my customers and that they want to okay. customize and stuff. So. And without getting too much in your business, like, you make a pretty good profit on that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, actually, um, I can draw this out for you. So uh, there's this one design. It's called, uh, like, a Louis Vuitton, Burberry, Dior, all of these designer brands. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty much copyrighted, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they track it Good or thing anything. you didn't give them your Facebook or anything to track <laughs> it down for the lawsuits. <laughs> but, um... Well, does it, doesn't it fall under artistic expression? Like, you're hand designing it. Like, you're not, like, copying that shit. Or you're not, like printing that shit off and gluing it to the shoe, right? And selling it as fucking Burberry yeah, yeah. and shit. I'm not selling under them, no. But, um, I'm you just it. throw an extra letter in there when you're like, it's, <laughs> it's Louis with an E at the end, Vuitton. Uh, yeah, the, the edge isn't as sharp as, I don't know. Anyway, um, so let's say I was doing this, this design that's sought out by a whole bunch of customizers, right? Um, they usually profit anywhere from $80 to $120. No each, shit. Jesus. Yeah, For a pair one. of shoes? Yeah. And how much? How long yeah. does it take usually to like airbrush? Is it all custom like imaging? Like they they get to request the image, or like hey, they give you free reign to just fucking print, or they you're, they're just doing it and then selling them like that? Uh, I usually get DMs and they'll they'll ask me, hey, can you do this? And they'll send me pictures of like I don't know a forest or something or um, a wolf, like animals and things. And I'm like, uh, maybe I'm not um, up to par. Like my skills aren't there yet. Or if I feel like I can do it, I'm like, okay, yeah, um, I can definitely make this happen. Uh, what kind of like shoe or slide do you want it on? And then I'll give them an estimate of a price. And then if they agree, then I will tell them, um, or then they'll Venmo me. And then I'll tell them like when it'll be done by. And do you just base it off of like how long you think it's going to take? Because the ones you're wearing right now are seem pretty basic just because they're not an intricate like design. It's not yeah. something that you had to like put a stencil down or anything like that. It's like a background and then you have some lettering over mm -hmm. it. So like... 
that would be cheaper than something where they want like you have one with like a Hello Kitty with a fucking machine gun on it. <laughs> like that one's clearly going to be more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I and I'm in the beginning stages of my business, so I'm still <clears throat> trying to figure out pricing and things like that. So now's the time to get in for slide into his fucking DMs and get it on the cheap. <laughs> yeah. Before he realizes he's fucking himself. I only profited forty five dollars off of those, and I definitely spent like more than six hours on those. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I'm still learning, you know, my business, so I don't really um, take it as a loss. I'm I'm taking it as like learning lessons. It's all right. At least you're making a profit. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is pure loss so far. We've probably put in a hundred hours, and we've made zero dollars. <clears throat> and I've spent fifteen dollars ish every episode <laughs> buying shit. <laughs> so that's a little background on Matt. I'm Zach. Justin's here I'm as Justin. well. Um, we've got our wish apps up and we, I have airbrush typed in. This is going to be a little bit different of an episode. We might search other things to try to hone it a little bit better. Might search airbrush paints or other just supplies. But right now I'm starting off on airbrush and it seems like there's, I don't know what all you need equipment wise. I'm assuming you need an airbrush and a compressor if you're painting with an airbrush. Yeah. The most basic would be an, um, airbrush and a compressor, um, they have like gauges where you can change the air pressure. Um, they have dual action, single action airbrushes, but mainly you just need the compressor and the any type of airbrush. Gotcha. So there's a there's quite a few sets on here. I mean, just with one scroll on Wish for me, I've got one set that seems to have an airbrush, like a little pipette to put paint in the paint pot on the top of the airbrush, and uh, maybe a few different nozzles. It says airbrush 0.2 millimeter, 0.3, and 0.5 millimeter. That's 20 bucks. And then a little bit farther down, there's a set that comes in a case with like five or six different airbrush bodies, some of them with paint pots on the top, some of them with jars on the bottom, and that's $152. <laughs> but then there's another one right underneath that with like a huge air compressor line cable in it and a couple different adjustment things, and that's 38 bucks. So it seems like it's kind of all across the board as far as how much it would cost to like get into this hobby or try to make money off of it or just paint shit for yourself. Yeah, I can definitely tell you um, the prices here are like one-tenth of what a regular airbrush would cost. Okay, so it's no shit like that much cheaper yeah. than standard. I'll tell you, I the first airbrush I ever got was actually, it was a really cheap one, but um, it was a $50 kit. came with the airbrush from um, Harbor Freight, Central Pneumatic Airbrush um, Compressor, and a... I think it was a gravity-fed airbrush, and that only lasted me one project. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> so it's one of those things where if you do get something cheap on here, make sure it's a project you're actually interested in, because if it's something that's going to cause you frustration, you might just be like, fuck it, the airbrush lasted one project, and yeah. the project was a pain in my dick, so. <laughs> it only lasted me half the project, actually. Jesus. I, I used a paintbrush for the rest of it. So I still have it, but... Um, just for memories, I guess. You, yeah, you can just put it up in a shadow <laughs> box in your big-ass office yeah. with your wall of custom-painted shoes. Yeah. Pictures of you shaking all your celebrity clients' hands. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> no, the airbrush kit, that or the airbrush that I want, it's like $328 for the compressor with... No, I think it's just for the compressor by itself. 300, or 325. And do the compressors actually make that much of it? Because there's some of them that look like smaller versions of compressors I'm used to for like power tools. Mm-hmm. And then like this one that I've got up right now just looks oh, like okay. a black box. Yeah. Like it looks like an air compressor you would use to like fill a pool toy. Yeah, I was like, that reminds me of like the camp, like <laughs> camp mattress bullshit that you get, like the, yeah. the cheap Coleman air compressors. Because I mean, I know with like 
power tool compressors. You know, you could have like a one and a half gallon one or you could have a 20 gallon one and all that really is gonna mean is it's not gonna have to kick on as much Mm -hmm. to build up the pressure in that tank. So is it something like that where you have one with a little tank where you can work for like 20 minutes before you hear it kick back on again? Or like this one almost seems like you press on and it's just constantly gonna be compressing to try to keep up with you. Yeah, so the one that I use right now, it's um, the same one that came in that kit and it still works, but it kicks on every 20, every 15, 20 seconds, and it, pretty, it gets pretty annoying. <laughs> but the uh, $325 one, I would definitely say um, you can control the air pressure on it. So if mm-hmm. you want to do like a super detailed um, image of like a skull or something, you need shading with the airbrush. Um, you can control how much air pressure is because on mine, I can't. So I kind of have to like distance it from yeah. the canvas and then the range. Yeah, then you get more of a spray. Because yeah. are there different, I know with like, spray paint cans you can get a bunch of different nozzles you can get nozzles mm-hmm. that like are for detailing for like if you want to like sign a graffiti wall you've done there's a nozzle for that but if there's also a nozzle for like i just need to cover this fucking wall with black mm-hmm. so are there different nozzles or is it just like it's a fucking spray nozzle like i think you're too young for this but justin and older people like myself are going to remember <laughs> blow pens <laughs> you know what blow pens are no Okay, so... Wait, what's a blow pen? (laughs) I'm going to explain it. (laughs) Give me a second. (laughs) So what they they are is like, you know those shitty, um, like, rose art markers or Crayola markers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're like a white body with just a felt pointed tip. Mm -hmm. Essentially, it was one of those in this weird plastic case. And so it stored it, you'd flip it, and the back end of it would be where the point would normally be mm-hmm. so you take it out you'd spin it around so the point of this case and the point of the pen aligned and then you put your mouth on the back of it mm-hmm. and you would just blow into it and it would your mouth would like your air would blow around it and like aerosolize the ink on that yeah and, and it's it would, like your body makes and the... it would like turn that pen into <laughs> yeah. a spray paint what yeah that's what yeah. me and like that's crazy. this was super yeah. popular like yeah when we were because they also had like pens that you could like blow paint like a bunch of different stuff in the background and then they had a paint a pen that was like a color changing pen so then you could draw over that blow paint like a design and you can put paint in there you said or no no, no they come pens. preloaded like, oh they come okay. yeah it's like because i was gonna say if i could put like my own paint in there I well i mean i'm sure some... you could probably like backdoor hack it where there's like i don't know if you've seen oh, um, where they put it in bleach or whatever and clear out all the water yeah i mean or you can get you ink. can get blank felt tip pens and you can fill them with ink like you can do um like i don't know if you've seen crayola has like a crayon maker where you can take all your broken pieces of crayon melt them down pour them into a crayon mold and then you can make like a custom color crayon okay i'm sure you could do something similar with a marker where you would just have to like make your own custom colored markers and then put it in that blow pen yeah so it looks like they're like <clears throat> ink cartridge like almost like felt tip pens okay. Like nib, nibbed pens yeah. almost. And like, I don't know. But the point I'm getting at with that is you, there was no adjusting that. It was just like, it's like if you take a spray paint can from like a foot or two away from a wall and spray, mm-hmm. like that's what it looked like all the time. Mm-hmm. If you kept blowing, like even if you just kept blowing on one dot, you would get the, the paper like wet with ink before it really covered that full circle completely. Yeah, yeah it was like super, <clears throat> I remember it like super blobby. And uh, if you were naturally had a lot of saliva and shit, you'd be spitting on your paint. Yeah, like if you have a lisp or something like me. Because yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd end up blowing on it. I mean, your breath is hot, so it's going to like con- condensate in there. And then you'd end up like essentially just dripping spit mm-hmm. out of the end of this blow pen all over your... So um, you see how... I don't know if you're still looking at the same airbrush that you were, but you see how it has like a little... Um, it's called the trigger behind the cup, kind of. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So you pull back on that, and that is like the uh, paint release. So depending how far back you pull, is how much paint comes out of the airbrush. Right? Okay, so it, okay, so it's you just, control it by like your pressure. Yes, and then um, to activate the air coming out, you press straight down. So okay. I have an airbrush. I have three. I have four. Um, one of them, it's a really nice one, and it worked for me for a while. And um, I can actually press down, and I can control the air pressure that way. But sometimes, like, I don't know, my finger would get itchy or whatever, and then I'd accidentally press down too hard, and oh. then I'd put too much paint on something. Gotcha. So it's kind of like a skill with that. But um, they have, they're called dual action, because you can control the air pressure through that, and then the paint that comes out. And then there's single action that are like trigger-based ones, and those are just like like a spray, um, like a so spray just, paint. It yeah. just is like you're getting paint and air at the same time. Yeah. No matter what, when you do that, rather than being like, oh, I want a little bit of air, uh, then doing paint, or I want paint and then air type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So is that that's one right. more like you have to dial it in? Like I want this much air because I know how much paint's going through. So like that's how it's kind of almost dummy proof, but you have to know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I tried doing like a wood grain effect and like I pressed down halfway to get um, a line that's maybe like a half an inch. But if I press down all the way on the air pressure at the same distance, it'll cover an inch to two inches. So, all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, I this is, I mean, I did like model cars when I was a kid, but I always got the plastic ones that were already painted. I think one time I got an air, like an airbrush set, but it was one that like it came with like a compressed air can that you would essentially just twist the thing on. Mm. Uh, then it had all the enamel paints and little jars and you would pour them in and be like, I want to put a red racing stripe down this Mustang I mm -hmm. built. But it kept like jamming up or I didn't mix the paint enough. So I just like put the top like separated oil into it. And I was like, this thing sucks. And then never used it again. Mm-hmm. So I don't have that much experience with airbrushing, um, and I, I don't think Justin does either. So I think no, that's why. No, like just I said, when I did I did uh, Pinewood Derby, <clears throat> we just used spray cans or hand paint that shit. Okay. Like we never got into the airbrush, uh, but I had a I had a neighbor. His dad was into like RC cars and model cars and like building all that shit, and he had a like a really nice setup. Well, I mean, I was like fucking eight. That shit was insane. He wouldn't let us mess with it, though. That's the only experience I have with, with yeah, the Yeah, then the other thing I'm seeing is there are some of these that, like, is there specific ones for um, painting things like you do? Because, like, this one shows somebody airbrushing a bicycle and then also airbrushing fake tattoos on somebody's back and then also airbrushing shit onto a cake. At that point, are you just changing the types of pigments you use? Yeah, um, I don't, they're all, they're really versatile. Uh, I'm in a group chat with other shoe customizers and we kind of talk about airbrushes sometimes too. And there's this one brand called Master Airbrush and I think it's like $20 for an airbrush. It's super cheap, but um, one of the guys, he says a he says that it's a really good quality airbrush as long as you take care of it. Uh -huh. But um, I have not had good luck with <laughs> cheap airbrushes, so. <laughs> That's the thing I was gonna ask too, like what's the most expensive part of this? Is it the compressor or the actual brush? Um, or is it kind of like six in one, half dozen the other, it, it doesn't? It really depends, so like Grex, which is that, um, that one, I don't think I told you about, it. but anyway, the $325 compressor. Uh -huh. Um, Grex sells that and then they have airbrushes that go with it and they can range anywhere from 125 to 209. Jeez. So $209, I have the $209 one and I have the $128 or $25 one and they're both broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you didn't use them with their fucking $300 compressor. 
So like when they break, do you can can you take them to like a like a small engine repair or some sort of like mechanic? I don't know what the fuck they yeah, really call them. Like, they, he's yeah. saying the airbrushes are broken, not the compressor. Oh, okay. well, even you can get the airbrushes serviced. Um, they have like a, a plan or whatever, but I don't know where the closest like. Are there that many parts in them, really? No, I mean they're they're somewhat intricate, uh, but I took mine apart all the way. Like I watched their um, YouTube on their from their website. I took it apart all the way. I replaced all the pieces, and I cleaned it fully, and it still was giving me problems. So I just went to a different brand. So um, Grex, they're good, but um, I don't know why mines don't work. Yeah, don't worry about shitting on a product. Like, well, I was gonna say, well, yeah. we know he's not gonna get sponsored by that fucking company. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I use uh, what's it called, Badger. Badger. It's only seventy-eight bucks, and it works way better than the okay. more expensive ones. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even think that it's the pricing that makes it better or worse. It's the brand itself. Mm -hmm. But it's also the taking care of it. Because if you don't take care of it, paint can get dried up in there. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question. Justin was showing me something a couple of weeks ago by this artist, Stuart, Stuart Semple, I think. Yeah, Stuart Semple. And uh, he has a whole bunch of different paints. Justin got me some of his like glow pigment, mm -hmm. but he's coming out with this product that he put on Kickstarter that got funded in like 30 minutes. That essentially what it is, is it looks like almost like a billet aluminum block that Justin could fill up this Mountain Dew bottle with paint, mm -hmm. put this block on it, fucking hook a bike pump up to it, pressurize it, and then turn this into a spray paint can. Oh yeah. Um, um, and we were just wondering like at that point, like when you have a can of spray paint, even when you're done with it, you're supposed to like turn it upside down and just mm -hmm. blast propellant through it. Is there something like, do you have like a cleaning solution you run through it? Yeah. So, I mean, I can use paint thinner, acetone, um, but they have some airbrush cleaners, but um, you'll have little sediments. So like for something like that, you'll have little sediments in the paint. And so when you don't clean it, um, they'll block up the nozzle. And then that's partially why it won't work. And I think that's why my Grex airbrush didn't work. But I mean, I replaced the nozzle and it still didn't work. Weird. So I was going to ask you, like, what kind of paint are you spraying through it? Is it specialized for airbrush? Because mm -hmm. I know like acrylic paints you can mm -hmm. like water down or, or cut with thinner to put through airbrushes. Mm -hmm. Is that is that kind of what, is it just like low quality paint or? No, it's a water-based acrylics. It's made by Angelus Direct. They've been in the game since like 1908 but they used to do just like dress shoes and stuff. And then I think in like the past 10 years to now, they've just blown up on like, you know, doing um, celebrities and, and um, athletes shoes and stuff. But I use um, water-based acrylics. And then if I'm airbrushing, they have this product called Too Thin. It's just a paint thinner and it bonds to their paint um, really good. And then it still sticks onto your surface. All so right. that's how I watered down my paint. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause yeah, I'm looking, I searched for airbrush paints because I, when I just searched airbrush, I came across some and they were like, it kept showing me tattoo inks. Mm -hmm. But then I just typed in airbrush paints and I found a, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce this word. It's O-P-H-I-R and it's a 24 color DIY airbrush acrylic paint for hobby model shoes, leather painting, acrylic pigment inks, 30 milliliter bottles. It's a set of 24 different colors for 97 bucks. And mm -hmm. 30 milliliters are not big bottles, but I don't know, like, I'm assuming you don't go through that much paint. Like if you were just gonna take a pair of white shoes and paint them all black, okay, like how much paint would that use? So, 
they sell one ounce and four ounce bottles. If I was gonna change the shoe all black, I'd probably just, let's just say one ounce, it only cost me 325 for the one ounce bottle. And I would only use maybe like one fourth of the bottle Damn. to a half. So you, oh, shit, okay. like yeah. if you were to get this 24 color set, I think 30 milliliters is around an ounce we'll say um it would last you a while it's not like you'd have yeah. to rip through it yeah. super quick but white i use white the most so i have to buy white a lot but i have this one <clears throat> red that i've had since i started actually and it's still with me five years later so all right yeah yeah because here's these the same paints that were in that 24 color set but as in each and they're nine dollars a bottle but there's a lot of cool ass colors like this like kind of oh, pink yeah. over here is yeah. red mm-hmm and then there's like teal. There's a lot more like it's not just primary yeah, I just, colors. I just grabbed that now. Yeah. Because that's the other thing. Do you just get standard colors or are people like are you mixing colors up on your own? Because you're or? rocking some like neon colors mm -hmm. in that. Right? I've had some problems with color matching before. Uh, I actually I ran out of paint one time and then um, it was a color that I mixed. And so when I tried mixing it again it wasn't the same color. Gotcha. Yeah, because it's when you're mixing it, you can't, I mean, unless you get like a pipette and you're like, okay, yeah. five milliliters this, let me stir it up. Yeah. yeah, that's good. But even if you stir it with a little tongue depressor, you're gonna lose some of that paint. So when you add another five milliliters of another color, mm -hmm. your ratio is still not gonna be the same if you do that yeah. the same way next time. Yeah, so that's why it's easier. Like if you're gonna do, um, like let's say you did 20 shoes, all the same design, all the same colors, it'd be easier if you just bought the colors that they have so that you don't have to worry about mixing them. Yeah, or if you did a mix where you were like, okay, it's one full bottle of blue and one full bottle of green yeah. for me to get this color I want. Yeah, and I could do it that way too. So another thing I just came up on that I'm super interested in Glow um, pigments. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was actually about to make a YouTube video on that. Okay. Because I view because like I have for my resin shit that I do, mm -hmm. I have just powders. Okay. That I can mix in with my resin because it's it's resin. It doesn't matter if it's gritty or anything like that. I'm assuming and the powders are they're really fine. I don't know what the size of them would be, but like that glow I mentioned that he got for me, it you know it's it's super fine. Like the only thing I can compare it to is like. Yeah, corn tell me starch. how many microns it is. Oh, well, the only thing I compare it to is like cornstarch. If you've ever felt like cornstarch in your mm -hmm. hand, it feels way softer than like flour does. Mm -hmm. It feels like it's a finer particle. So these glow pigments kind of feel like that. Could you just put a glow powder into a paint and then thin it down? Or do you need to get like a liquid? Yeah, so there's this paint that they have called neutral. And it's basically an invisible paint. Mm -hmm. And then um, I have the powder, like you're saying. And I get mine from Solar Color Dust. Um, but you just mix it in. You have to make sure that you mix it really well. Uh, I put a little bit of paint thinner in there, and then I spray it on. And it's it's kind of spotty here and there, so I don't know if that's me. I'm, I mean, I've only used it like three times. Yeah, so. He, so you think the coverage is not like, it's just not like mixing in, so like one part glows darker or brighter than the other parts? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. I mean, I tried this other company that's like the best um, glow-in-the-dark pigments out there and there's definitely glows more but theirs is very textury yeah and you feel it right? okay so theirs is it's a lot more uh, smoother so, i mean but the the glow power isn't there really so yeah i think they're kind of like sacrificing and is it something where like it would benefit from you just doing like four coats of it mm, yeah because uh, you can't you can't just 
like with my resin, I can just, oh, that's not going to glow that much. I'll just throw fucking more of it in there because it's resin and it doesn't matter. Where like paint, if you were like, oh, let me put my quarter teaspoon in this ounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you put a UV light on it and you're like, that's not that fucking bright. Mm-hmm. If you like quadruple it, you're going to end up thickening it. And then when you have to thin it down with paint thinner, you're going to end up diluting it again. Yeah. So it might be like one paint of one coat of glow won't be enough but if you do like two or three or five would it be something that that would be noticeable like if you had a design like let's say the mandalorian and you just wanted like behind the helmet to glow Mm -hmm. and like let's say the helmet's in front of like a moon and you just want the moon to glow and then you're going to paint the helmet over it would you be able to notice it that much if you had to do like five or six layers of paint on that moon it's not as much that you would notice it it's more the durability like with shoes at least because you're wearing them Oh, yeah. So the biggest thing with that is, like, you don't want the paint to crack. Oh, okay. I was going to say, so the thicker the paint, it's just going to more likely crack. The thicker the the coats, the less durable it is. So there's not anything different about airbrush paints that would make them more, like, because, like, latex paints are more flexible. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like that. Like, there's not ones that are made specifically for, like, because I'm assuming if you painted, like, a keychain, that's not going to move around that much. But like you said, if you paint, like, not slides but a regular pair of shoes like the toe box especially you mm-hmm. think yeah. that that would be fucked yeah no it would because there's parts on on the shoe like the back tabs and stuff where it doesn't really get creased or anything mm-hmm. so you wouldn't have to really worry about those as much but if it's on the toe box and you don't prep it right or if you put too much paint it's definitely okay that was my next question is like are you stripping because a lot of shoes i know like speaking in the military when you like shine shoes and shine mm-hmm. boots you want to strip that like it comes with like a plasticized like protective layer like a shellac but yeah so do you like have to strip that off or to like the air force ones and not, like so and should not have that stuff on it or <clears throat> yeah now they have factory finishes so we use um in the community we use acetone or leather preparer and deglazer but um for me i i wipe it down with acetone right it's my first like prepping phase then i get sandpaper i usually get a uh, 400 grit and then I'll get an 800 grit. And then, um, actually before I do that, I get a Scotch-Brite pad. I scrub that down, right? Then I hit it with acetone again, then I'll sand it, and then I hit it with acetone again. And then at that point, it's prepped and ready to go. So you're basically just trying to get it down closer to raw leather. Yes, yeah. Not like the shit that's shellacked over it or clear-coated over it already. Yeah, because I've done that even, and (laughs) I ruined some, some stuff. I've had to, uh, yeah. uh, then do you put some sort of finish over it to try to make it last a little bit longer like something like you mentioned that you do resin mm-hmm. over the bottles mm-hmm. is it something where even if it like if you coat it with something and it starts to crack it won't just like fucking flake off big pieces of the design uh the finishers are mainly because the paint is very durable itself but the finishers are mainly just to make it waterproof uh, even more or to give it more of like a matte versus a shiny finish gotcha and um there's this one brand liquid quicks official they sell only finishers um, for airbrushes and they have like a super shiny and like a matte and so i like to use the matte one and it just mats out everything because sometimes the paint can be shiny in itself yeah gotcha yeah and they have they have paint additives right so that is like i told you the paint thinner mm-hmm. they have this product called Dollar, and then you can add that to the paint to make it more matte, gotcha. but it weakens the flexibility. So you're kind of like 
Oh, no shit. Yeah, okay. You're kind of at a risk of cracking if you don't know how to use it, right? Yeah, so you got to balance, like, mm-hmm. do I want this to be more durable or do I want it to be not as bright? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so this is far more complex than I imagined. Yeah, it would I was be. like, $300 for a kit just to learn <laughs> that you're fucking paint up if you yeah, if you messing shit up. You mess that yeah. shit up. Also, quick. a very, very good investment that I just made was into a, um, a paint strainer because I was, I was actually going to ask about that. If Weird. there's like a little metal screen mm-hmm. on the bottom of that paint pot to like in case something fell in there, like a little dried bit of paint around yeah. the inside of the bottle falls in and then you don't see when it goes in there. That would definitely clog your fucking tip. You wouldn't imagine it, but like I when I used it for the first time, I was pouring white paint into the paint strainer. And it caught, like, seven little, like, clumps of white dried-up paint, right? Yeah. And it's not even, like, it's uh, dried up. It's just, like, when you use a paintbrush, you kind of, like, uh, rubbing it out. But mm-hmm. with the airbrush, it, it just catches it, and then it clogs mm-hmm. up the nozzle. But, um, no, I... Oh, well, I'm a fucking idiot. I do have spraying experience. When I fucking painted the houses, I was thinking about, like, with the paints... They, this actually popped up as a okay, yeah. Uh, oh, gotcha. Paint. It's like I've used sprayers for painting houses, mm-hmm. but you don't have to get all finite. You don't. I mean, you can cut it down with thinners and shit, but usually you don't. I mean, you just run it through a strainer, and it's outside of a fucking house, so it's like you're not doing fine details and shit. Yeah. But yeah. Have it be known that if you had a house that was painted by Justin when he was painting houses, he cared about it. It seems like he does <laughs> yeah. it right now. Yeah. <laughs> that was also twelve years ago. So. Uh, so you're just saying that they're out of range to like be able to sue you for lack of caring when their house oh yeah i didn't run that company (laughs) and i got paid under the table so i mean i paid my taxes accordingly jesus christ you guys are just like how can i fucking incriminate myself this company sucks (laughs) even though they're really big in airbrushing they're terrible (laughs) i got paid under the table for all my jobs everybody want to just say their home addresses so they can find (laughs) it really easy hey and this concludes this week's episode stay tuned for next week as we continue on our journey researching airbrush stuff and kicking it with matt if if matt's instagram brought you here thanks for coming out and checking us out i think there is still a few days on his giveaway and if you're listening to this after his initial giveaway for listening to this podcast uh he probably has more awesome stuff but also you should go out and buy his shit because it's kick-ass and it's cool so go and do that to support your local artists or if you don't live near him support your faraway artists all right thank you again for listening to wish this podcast see you next week peace